Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome back to the Liberate Yourself podcast, and welcome if you are new here. I'm Trista Dedman, an astrologer and all-around mystic broadcasting from the splendor that is the Pacific Northwest. My guests and I come together to discuss all matters of personal sovereignty as we transition into this new paradigm here on Earth. This podcast is lovingly supported by patrons that receive a monthly astrological forecast and personal readings from me. To find out more about the benefits, go to patreon.com slash liberate yourself after the show and join us. This transmission, I'm joined by my friend Kurt Stradman, who is a functional wellness coach and natural entrepreneur like myself. He is currently training to become a functional diagnostic nutritionist that blends both technical training and his intuitive abilities. We discuss how we can find healing opportunities through direct access to our medical lab tests, the role of intuition in our approach to entrepreneurship, and ways that we can be more of an active participant in our healthcare as we move into a new paradigm. This transmission is highly recommended for anyone challenged with integrating their intuition into their entrepreneurial journey, or if you are looking for a more progressive approach to your health and wellness. Kurt shares a wealth of information that I'm sure you'll find enlightening, so let's get to it. Currently, what you're doing is studying functional diagnostic nutrition, which I do want to get into because it's really fascinating as it's a, a new program. Your your entrepreneurial journey has been largely intuitive, as you've shared with me before. Um, so if you can just share with me a little bit uh, to give a little bit of context as to where you are now, how you got to this place and how the sort of the intersection of entrepreneurship and intuition, and I would even say psychic ability has kind of interwoven along your path, your most recent path. Thanks for uh, wanting to to talk about it. I, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. My dad has always owned his own businesses, his dad has. And so I guess it was kind of innately in my blood to want to be self-employed and have my own business. Some people enjoy working for someone else, and there's other people that are driven to want to create their own business. And you need both of those people, so you have people to work for you, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, So uh, it's been a a long time, ever since uh, right getting out of high school and, and early into college, I started a photography business and was trying to do that for a little while, and then... Um, I had experience in marketing and graphic design, so I created a marketing company and tried to do PR, so it's just always been an up and down of all kinds of things to do. They didn't last really more than a year, and then in 2012, I started My Sacred Life, uh, which is now my functional wellness company, but back then, uh, being from South Georgia, there wasn't a big directory of holistic healing modalities they thought that chiropractic you can only go to if you were in a car accident. You know, yeah. acupuncture was a completely foreign thought to them, to, to people of, you know, 
Southeast Georgia where it wasn't available all the time. So I started My Sacred Life to mainly be a directory where I could introduce people to these different healing modalities through various like blog posts and uh, kind of make it a directory where I could actually point them into the direction of it to where they can access it and, and start implementing holistic wellness in their life. I've always had an interest in uh, alternative medicine or natural healing. My dad was making us take multivitamins from a very young age. You know, I remember he was reading a, a nutraceuticals book that he kept on his bookshelf <clears throat> since I could remember. And, you know, that just talked about, you know, natural remedies and stuff like that. And so I think it's always been there, but it wasn't until 2012 that I really wanted to uh, make a career with it. And uh, I knew that was the direction that I had to go to be able, I wanted to help people. I wanted to be able to help change the world. And through health and wellness, that was the the best option for me. Um, so then, what Did something happen that made you really know that for sure, at least um, set you on that trajectory? Yeah, actually. And it was really divine intervention, I think, because I remember I was on my way to the grocery store to get groceries. And as I was putting my shoes on, I was watching a PBS special that was just on TV and it caught my attention. It was JJ Virgin, who is a kind of well-known celebrity nutritionist. And uh, I just got mesmerized by it and I stopped putting my shoes on and I just finished watching it. And then nearly two hours later, I was learning what leaky gut was and about food allergies. And I was like, this is what I'm supposed to do. I want to do something with diet and nutrition because that's the foundation of of health and wellness. At that time, I was out of college. I didn't go to college for anything to do with health or wellness. It was for anthropology. And at that point, I knew I still pretty real quick, still pretty relevant, though, like learning about, you know, human uh, human societies and, and behavior and things like that. I feel like it goes along with it. <laughs> I guess there could be a, a connection drawn to it. But for me, I, I felt that, you know, I, I didn't want to take the career path for anything that I went to college for. How am I going to go get introduced into health and wellness without going back to school for, gotcha. you know, 20 years to get, mm-hmm. you know, the education and licenses and everything like that. And so then I started researching it and that's how I found out that you could be a health coach. And back then in around 2012, you know, health coaching was a relatively new modality. A lot of people didn't realize what a health coach was today. A lot more people know about it. It's becoming a lot more popular now. I knew I needed to set myself apart from general health coaches because we are getting into an industry where the saturation of health coaches is greatly increasing. So that's how I went into functional wellness coaching, which takes health coaching to a whole new level to where you start each client with a blueprint by uh, getting blood work, extensive lab analysis done. That's the functional part of it. You know, you treat each client individually since you don't practice medicine and you're not a doctor, you help them interpret their test results and you basically look for healing opportunities that if it's just general lifestyle changes, you can help them with, or if you need to refer them out to proper medical care, but you're still changing their course and helping them 
regardless if you're physically helping them or you're referring them out to a specialist who is capable of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it feels like this diagnostic approach feels like a blend of technique and intuition, right? Do you feel like you're able to draw on, um, which I think a lot of things are nowadays, and that's what we talked about when we had a preliminary chat is... um, like what what motivates us to to approach modalities with a blend of both because i feel like that's where you know we're heading with the new age like we just we can't look at things with through just the lens of the physical or just the lens of the the material it really brings all of that in so it sounds like if you want to explain just a little bit about how functional diagnostic nutrition how this approach really helps you to kind of bring in that natural intuition that you have, but also having the tech, because I don't think they like teach you that it's that, right? Or it's something that you're kind of doing on your own. And and with health coaching, and I believe coaching in general, you can kind of bring your own natural abilities into it. Yeah. So uh, kind of backtracking just a a tiny bit, you know, since I didn't, go to college for, you know, health and wellness. And I was at a point in my life where do I start school now and start over and then in five or six years start my career or how can I get to my destination and and my goal as quickly as possible with, you know, the appropriate tools and and education. So then I started looking into various um, certification programs, self-paced kind of things to teach, you know, the basics of health coaching, the basics of nutrition, and wanting to take that a step further. I've always been fascinated with uh, lab testing and what lab testing can can uh, teach you about someone. I'm currently enrolled in the FDN program, which is the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. I've been wanting to be part of that program for a long time, but it's super expensive. And as the universe lines up, um, you know, I was able to, you know, get a scholarship with them and, and my dad was able to help with, with the remainder of it. So great mm-hmm. opportunities with that. And while I, I was going into that program already with an extensive knowledge on uh, health and wellness and even blood testing, um, it takes lab testing to the next level. And they teach the epitome of what holistic health is. You know, when you're working with holism, you're working with the whole person. And Mm -hmm. that's the holistic approach. If you go through traditional training for wellness coaches to learn about blood testing and stuff, they teach you to, this is a standard range. And as long as you're within it, you're healthy. And Mm. that's not, that's not the case. There's always above optimal and below optimal and you know being able to kind of go through with a fine tooth comb to figure out um where a person stands with that and and they teach that you do not ever you know just work with the test result you always Mm. have to dig deeper they're constantly you know giving you tools on how to dig into the rabbit hole to find the root cause of a situation and finding those healing opportunities along the way so how are you instinctually doing that though? Because you have some really great stories of where it just like hit you, you know, what could be wrong and it turned out to be right. Right. Yeah. And, and it's definitely intuitively driven. I've always been an intuitive person. And I think for many of my early years, I tried to 
either not acknowledge it because I didn't believe in it or I don't really know mm. why. Uh, maybe it was religious views or, or something like that, but something suppressed it from a very young age. And then uh, after getting out of college, I, I was meeting people that was kind of helping me learn what those tools were and, and gifts and try to figure out how to work through them. And uh, I mentored under a couple people to really start harnessing that, but I didn't know how I wanted to use that gift. And I guess trying to figure out what that specific gift for me was. And I thought maybe it was, uh, you know, a little more psychic than I was letting on to it. Or maybe I was just supposed to be a card reader or <clears throat> I didn't know how to work through the gifts. And then as all of these opportunities have come up with, you know, lab testing and working with clients in that way, I'm intuitively driven because I just sometimes you have your routine tests that you run on on clients and sometimes you're just driven to take a, an extra step and choose another test that really has nothing to do with a client's symptoms and a couple occasions have been able to help people find autoimmune conditions or other underlying conditions, like I said, unrelated to their complaints, but they're able to either work on them or get the proper medical treatment that they need for that. And that's a very rewarding, not because of the fact that you were intuitively correct about what could have been wrong with someone, is that you're changing their life because now but something that was seemingly unrelated has changed their path to go get the proper care that they need, if mm -hmm. I'm not able to help them. Yeah. So clarify this. They are coming to to someone that does what you do, not as a complete alternative to, like you've been saying, not as a complete alternative to to medical care, but but as a different option than our traditional Western medical system. Yeah. So uh, another thing to to understand with with functional wellness or health coaching or any kind of those coaching modalities, you're helping coach people into wellness, into health. It's not just the tools that you have at your disposal. I mean, we have doctors in the world. We need doctors in the world. It's not to replace your healthcare that you're getting from uh, your healthcare provider. It's to complement it. It's to help them find you know different underlying causes for you. So the clients that would come to a functional wellness coach they've already been to their doctor. They, they're not coming because they have appendicitis or some acute mm -hmm. issue that came up. That's where they need to go to their doctor. These are people that have had chronic conditions for years. They haven't been able to get their cortisol down or they haven't been able to um, you know, figure out you know, why they have these skin conditions or something like that. And so you use your toolbox and help them identify what could be the root cause. So you're, you're sometimes helping a doctor the the holistic wellness world, especially in this day and age of 2019, is very it's very separate. And a lot of them are like, oh, I'm all about Eastern medicine. I hate Western medicine. <laughs> and and Western medicine are like, oh, you can't take peppermint oil for heartburn. You know, like they <laughs> and and there needs to be a compliment and a respect for both of them. There's a time and a place for traditional medical intervention and there's a time and a place that just taking an herb or a natural remedy that your ancestors a thousand years ago were using or changing your and, diet <laughs> yeah i mean as simple as cutting out a food that could be causing an issue 
I think what's important with it is you have to respect the Western medicine. You know, you have to respect the Eastern. And uh, there's this uh, person that I follow on YouTube that's more into natural medicine. And he's very critical of doctors. And he even calls traditional medical doctors stupid. You know, he said, oh, they can, you know, sit down and pass a multiple choice test and you hand them a medical license. And I, I really hate that attitude toward it because doctors are brilliant people. You know, mm-hmm. rocket scientists are brilliant people. These people that are going to school and using their knowledge and and their brain capacity to help solve problems of the world, they're brilliant people. Mm-hmm. You don't just sit down, take a multiple choice test, and you're handed a medical license. Mm-hmm. And they're taught differently. I don't agree with the traditional standard approach for a lot of Western medicine doctors. For example, uh, for polycystic ovarian syndrome, it's being seen in girls as young as 13 now. And mm. the immediate first course of action is to put them on birth control at mm. like a very young age. And then you have a snowball effect of, of things coming uh, after that. I'm not, I'm not for that, but I'm also not a doctor. I don't know that that's not the best option or that is the best option. But for a medical doctor to kind of go through that initial protocol, that's yeah. what they were taught. It's the best option that they have in their toolbox. Uh, so functional wellness coaches really can work alongside doctors to help them. While I'm saying doctors are brilliant people, they also don't know everything. You know, mm-hmm. there are a couple of the nutrition and coaching programs I've been in. I've been there alongside gynecologists and uh, osteopaths and, and other doctors and and I really respect that because they're acknowledging where their their void of of expertise is. is That's like. what I was going to ask: is how their reception to what uh, what you're doing, how they how they view it, and if they're accepting of it. Yeah, it. I find it's more often with naturopaths and or chiropractors that sure. I've uh, worked with. They are much more receptive to it. In the traditional medical world, traditionally, doctors are more resistant to it because, like I said, you're not going to take peppermint oil to cure a heartburn right. or, or something like that. They have their their protocol of right. a pharmaceutical approach. But you also can find a lot of doctors that aren't natural-based as far as like their, their certifications and education isn't in natural medicine that are receptive to it. I'm seeing a lot of personal doctors that I know switching to more of a functional medicine approach to kind of um, model that that holistic uh, approach. And those are the ones that are acknowledging and respecting that that balance between Eastern and, and Western medicine. Mm-hmm. Because it's a theme that runs pretty much rampant with everything right now is this idea of um, polarization, Uh, two sides being pitted against each other. And when that happens, like we're really starting to learn that that doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't, you know, do any good to just think that the other side is wrong. Yeah, I feel like what you're doing is really integrating uh, two different sides or at least sort of like acting as a neutral midpoint. I think that 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 kind of stance of neutrality is really powerful because you can pull and draw from both sides of the equation instead of being, you know, so ardent, 
is that the right word ardently <laughs> um I like but, it. <laughs> yeah but so um uh so stuck in your own stance of and yeah like you're like you're saying it feels like me medical doctor traditional medical doctors like they were taught you know a certain protocol and they have to stick to that for many different reasons like not even just their own their own mindset but um liability <laughs> you know like they have to stick especially here in the states like they have to stick to very specific protocols mm -hmm. um and and kind of you know more bureaucratic reasons with with functional diagnostics it, it it's giving the patient because you've said before that it's encouraging the client's own healing and their own intuition and um, participation in their healing right because if you go to a lot of times if you go to a traditional medical doctor and have a problem they really only have these very specific th and i'm learning this myself these very specific things that it could be or these very specific like solutions not once have I, I mean, I haven't been to the doctor a lot, but I hear this from other people as well, but it's not typical to ask, well, you know, what is your diet like? Well, what, what's your lifestyle like? What are you doing every day? And so it sounds like with functional diagnostics, you're a, you're really involving the client in their own healing process and allowing them the space to use their own intuition and guidance in their healing. Is that, would you agree with that? Oh, Definitely. And sometimes it can be misleading to some people when they hear functional diagnostic nutrition because they associate diagnostic with just diagnosis. You know, I'm not licensed, nor do I pretend to be licensed to diagnose any condition. And, you know, diagnostic is being used as a tool to help you figure out what's going on. So diagnostic and diagnosing disease, it's kind of apples and oranges of, of how it's used. But it's definitely, like you said, helping a, a client use their own intuition because it's not always me, but they could come to me to be able to have access to uh, different lab testing and, and functional lab testing because, you know, a lot of times some people could have hypochondria and feel like, you know, they have all these different conditions that their doctor is not going to obviously test them for because it, it could be unnecessary. But then there are people who genuinely know their body and know that something's not right. And they have an idea of what area is not right in, you know, do and asking their doctor, hey, can you check me for lupus? Can you check my thyroid? And the traditional medical approach, especially for thyroid testing, is just testing a handful of basic biomarkers uh, related to the thyroid. But there's so much more to it. There's different vitamins that you can check and, and mineral statuses and different hormones to check in and even different antibodies and stuff to really paint this big picture. You know, a, a client could have a very life-threatening thyroid condition and their general routine test results come back completely normal, uh, mm. you know, because there's so much more of a broader picture. And so a client can come and order whatever tests that they feel like they need, if it's for a peace of mind, or if it's uncovering another rabbit hole to go down. Mm. Uh, but at the end of the day, they have, they know what's going on. Uh, a lot of traditional medicine won't order that stuff because of insurance run around and, and stuff right, right. like that. So you're using, uh, is it blood work mainly? What kind of tests are you able to run? Blood work, 
urine, saliva, stool. Uh, I mean, pretty much oh. any test that a doctor could order, uh, we have access to. And it's because of direct access lab testing is what they call it. And it's becoming a, a much more common uh, approach to lab testing where the client has direct access to ordering their own labs via the the person that they're working with. That's there's so a cool. couple states. There's a couple states like New York, Rhode Island, and I believe maybe New Jersey. But there's a couple states that you can't uh, order your own lab testing. Uh, you would have mm. to leave the state, get the specimen drawn, and then get the results that way. But I mean, a, a couple years ago, there was a lot more states that didn't allow it. So legislation is constantly in action wow. to to legalize a direct access lab testing. That's the biggest question that I always got in the beginning was. If you're not a doctor and you're not a licensed healthcare professional, how are you ordering lab testing? And then they think you're going to someone's basement to get your blood drawn <laughs> with the rusty needles or something. And there's um, a, a contract with a lot of draw sites all over the country. You go to the same draw site that your doctor is going to send you to. And it's just, it's an ever growing tool of this direct access lab testing. Wow, that's really so cool to know about because that's something that a lot of people probably wouldn't realize is happening that go follows along with this pattern emerging of, I feel like, access to information. You know, even with our, our own health and with our own body, it, it has. It's been behind this curtain, this medical curtain for so long, and that's positive to know that we have direct access now. Like, that's... Mm -hmm. That's really cool to like take that and, into our own hands, you know? Yeah. And, and the cost is because I get lab testing at my wholesale cost. I don't ever mark that up. The client pays what I pay because the people that's coming to me, I, I don't accept insurance. So the people that are coming to me sometimes don't even have insurance, which is why they're needing just even routine lab testing. Right. And I would never upset testing which is this valuable tool of of the coaching you mm. know the, the people who do mark it up it's ridiculous because when i order tests i see my costs and then i see if you build insurance what you should build the insurance for it i mean people are paying a hundred dollars for a panel of tests that it's recommending me to charge 1300 um as most recently it's someone that was getting a blood work done spent about $500 and it was over $3,000 worth of, of lab testing. So it's really saddening to wow. hear how there's such a, a market in it. You know, the U.S. in particular is definitely not a healthcare country. It's a disease care. You know, yes. there's no profit in healthcare. So it's true. It's wow. <laughs> That's very illustrative. I'm just kind of taken aback. Oh, always taken aback when learning about, you know, the behind the scenes of the big business of, of the medical industry. Well, thank you. Thanks for explaining all of that and enlightening us yeah. to, that this is even, you know, this, this is available. So yeah, now you're feeling more aligned on your path. Let's kind of switch gears. Um, you're feeling more aligned on your path as an entrepreneur now, correct? Oh, definitely. And that started after I had my uh, natal chart read with you. Uh, it really <laughs> was the the point where I was realizing everything that I was wanting to do 
I was basically holding myself back. But when I got that validation that I was on the path and doing what I was supposed to be doing, that was the the remaining confidence that I needed to really push through. I mean, this is the longest running self-employed business kind of entrepreneurial thing I've done uh, since 2012. And it's evolved so much. And I'm a very instant gratification person. Like I said earlier, I want to get to my destination as quickly and efficiently as possible. And doing My Sacred Life was a very humbling experience because it's taught me slow and steady wins the race. And every day um, I'm starting to see it couldn't have taken off in 2012 or 2014 or 2016 because I wasn't where I needed to be at that point. And so it's constantly evolving and the universe is, is letting it unravel and, and pulled out in the the speed it's supposed to. So I'm just sitting back and I'm putting the energy in it and the the fuel into it, but I'm also respecting the universe and just letting it run its course of how it's supposed to be. I feel that so immensely right now too, just in the last like few days even, because I mean, same with me, I've been an entrepreneur, I, I would say all my life, same as you, you know, it just is so ingrained in me. Um, but I took the the leap, I would say 2000, uh, yeah, 2013, 14, and started as, you know, web developer, um, web designer. It's it's kind of had a, many, many iterations as my sort of skill set developed. And I know what you mean, because back then I was like really... I was into, you know, learning about online business and everything and really, really loving that and really speaking a lot about sort of this new form of entrepreneurialism and like, and creative entrepreneurialism. But what was, ha and I was, I was getting disappointed because I wasn't getting any results from it. Like nobody was reading what I was writing. No one was picking up what I was putting down. Not no one, but you know, it, it felt like it wasn't like taking off the way that I because I felt I had value, you know, like, why isn't it coming to fruition? What was going on? I had the same thing. There was just this sort of clicking moment in well, a series of moments and in events in 2016 that may like what, what was happening is that I wasn't letting my real, true, natural, like spiritual, mystic side come out. You know, I had been into astrology most of my life since I was a teenager, but I, I still wasn't making it relevant to myself that that is something that I have a natural gift for. And I could, you know, help people in tandem with my other services. And so it, it is, it's such a journey because, you know, I put the whole like online business and web developer part of me away and focused on, you know, the mystic side and the astrology for, you know, a couple years now. And now what I'm learning is that it's actually helpful to bring back. I thought that I had to like put every, it was putting things away, but actually it's this building on top of, of itself, all of these skills and all of this experience, because now I'm being guided to like bring some of that back because it's actually valuable now in tandem with you know, with the astrology readings and being able to assist and guide people with what their purpose is and, and all of these things. And, um, yeah, it is. And the timing wasn't right back then. Like I, I so feel what you're saying. Like 
it the timing is always correct and and we just have to like let go of thinking that we have any control for one <laughs> and you know letting things unfold as they will and trusting in that process which I don't know about you but I feel like that's been an ongoing lesson I think it's a daily practice of just letting go and surrendering to the journey and the unfolding like you know in every moment because I still catch myself like trying to do 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 like get something out and like wait a minute maybe it's not you know the right timing and it's all things seem to line up much much e there's there's more of a sense of ease with that yeah and I, I like that's definitely the same lesson that I'm being reminded every day I, I like to follow Jason Silva on Facebook yeah. and all of his videos and uh, he always talks about the bliss fuck crucifixion where you just die into the moment and when I first heard that I really started having to be more mindful to implement that into into my life and I think another important thing as you and I both are talking about how you know these different steps are leading us to where we need to be but it's important to be able to acknowledge that everything that's happened to be able to look into the past and see that timeline and and for me it's very visual to see this timeline and all of the events that happened and how they had to happen in yeah. order for you to be where you are i mean the fact that i am in seattle right now from south georgia i couldn't have had this business in south georgia because i needed all of the steps that happened that led me here that led me to being on this podcast right now um, <laughs> everything is lines up the, perfectly and uh, another thing that I like hearing you say is that you too are like me where you have all kinds of different expertise and and tools that you use because you do the business development and the astrology and the graphic design and you know there's so many you know quote random aspects but you find a way to kind of unify them and it's the the same thing for me I have a passion for organic skincare. I also have a passion for tea and holistic wellness. And, you know, I do graphic design and marketing and, you know, I do digital marketing. All of those are just completely unrelated. And I've always felt that I was just so haphazard in my way that I'm approaching things. Uh, and again, back in August, when you and I had that astrology reading, it was able to kind of realize how all of those can be interconnected you know and, and like you said finding your mystical side uh you know when i was aware that i had gifts and and stuff like that i wanted to be able to help people with them but like i said was it going to be a card reading was i going to do intuitive readings with someone right and i'm able to use that and still help people while still using my passion and yeah. not letting that fire burn out that's what I feel like is so crucial to for for anyone listening who's an entrepreneur. In a way, I feel like we're all entrepreneurs. I think I said this on the last podcast, like in a you know esoteric way, like we're all working to bring our innate gifts forward and share that. I feel like the way that society is moving, it's not. It, the, I don't feel like there's this demarcation anymore between oh i'm i'm intuitive i have these psychic gifts so i must be a psychic <laughs> or therefore i need to 
just do like intuitive readings or I need to do card readings or whatever, like you said, it's bringing in. And, and also when you're an entrepreneur, I think the blocks that I had before was, well, I am building a business and a business looks this way and a business operates this way. So I need to, you know, function that way and then have my, you know, personal life, et cetera. But it's, that's just creating more duality and more derisiveness, you know, within us or separation within us, um, and dissonance. <laughs> you can tell I've thought about this a lot. And so now what I feel like, especially hearing you talk about this new approach and blend with, you know, um, with healing, I feel like where we're going is that all roles in society are going to incorporate each person's intuition and, in, you know, intuitive gifts, basically, um, so that like all roles can ideally incorporate that at some point. I realize this is like future talk here, but you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not, I love that you clarify that if you realize you're intuitive or how, we're all intuitive, but if you, if you realize you have real, you know, gifts with that and, and that they are strong and they're coming through, look at your other passions. You know, I don't know if you would agree with me, but like, look at the other things you're passionate about and you can fuse those together and merge them and create something totally different or create a different approach within that industry that people are, are looking for or wanting. That's what I've been passionate about. Like, I feel, you know, with you, you're able to, you're not just a health coach. You're use, you're using that varied background that, you know, we're all kind of operating with. I feel like millennial generation is one of the first where we're like, we do try lots of different things, essentially. Like the system is still trying to condition us to pick that one thing and go to college and then do that one. Th it's like this leftover factory industrial era mentality that, you know, is dying away, but we're all very multifaceted and multi-talented. So I feel like that's really crucial to remember to like, you know, bring in that spiritual psychic side and you don't even have to say you are, it's not like you, I'm envisioning, um, what's her name, uh, from the nineties. Oh my God. From, from TV, you know, um, you don't have to be like the TV psychic reading cards, you know, slinging cards oh, or whatever. Uh, Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you don't have to show up and be Miss Cleo slinging cards. Uh, like that's not <laughs> what it's about. Yeah. It's about infusing, you know, what you're already wanting to build with your natural abilities, I feel. Yeah, definitely. And I think we're riding the wave of this universal change that's collectively happening with with society in general because you know and you and I have talked about it in the past but you know when the 2012 apocalypse was upon us and and when it never happened you know a, a lot of interpretation of that with the Mayans came into it was the end of an era or mm -hmm. a mentality and, and ever since then you know, we've went into an age where you see the word universe thrown out and, and printed on things, talking about, you know, waiting on signs from the universe and being able to listen to those signals that you're getting and, and act on them. Tarot reading is no longer a weird pagan kind of witchcraft. Back alley you know, thing, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's becoming, yeah, it's becoming a, a very, it's coming to the forefront. And I think we're all kind of, evolving with that and that's why 
you know, when it comes to health and wellness, doctors, Western medicine is meshing with Eastern medicine and uh, understanding there's a time and a place for wellness and, you know, understanding that we all have different gifts and kind of embracing them, realizing, like you said, you can have all kinds of different interests and passions and finding that way to, to fuse them together. So where do you see, do you, do you have any, any visions for, you know, where to take this or um, how to evolve from here? Or are you just kind of taking it day by day? I, I definitely have a clear vision. I, I have several, you know, wellness certifications and, and nutrition and, and coaching certifications. This one uh, with the functional diagnostic nutrition definitely the one I'm most passionate about. It was the one I wanted to do from the beginning. I definitely want to take my expertise after completing the program and everything into women's health. I feel like women are, within the health industry, there's this very strict protocol of how women's health needs to be addressed. Like I said, you know, when PCOS is coming up and, and little girls are putting them on birth control and stuff. And I feel like and this is just mainly coming from my experience with girlfriends of mine and, and my sister and stuff to where the gynecologist doesn't really listen to them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all these issues that have so many underlying causes to them. And if they're not addressed very early on, the ripple effects of conditions that can come up later in life is it's devastating as far as how they're not being acknowledged right then. So I definitely want to be able to help with women's health and, mm-hmm. and help women because uh, in comparison to men and women, the women's, you know, system is so much more complex. The the female body, you know, just operates at such a more precision and needs that precision than, than the male body does. And if the tiniest wrench is thrown into it, it throws off so many different things. So being able to, to help women and kind of be the listening ear to them where if they have a concern of why aren't they losing weight or why are they tired all the time or, you know, why do they have acne in their 30s, you know, to help them figure out the underlying cause and, and kind of be that listening ear and not only just to listen to them, but to be able to act on it and help mm-hmm. them order testing and, and have the appropriate resources to, to uncover their health. Yeah, it seems like just the, the idea of like hormonal balance is really key. Are you able to look at, is that what you're going to be doing more is looking at hormones Hormone and how they, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I have my basic uh, standard test that I order on everyone when a client comes and after finishing the, the FDN program, uh, understanding hormonal balance and testing for that would be routine for every client, male or female, uh, because the key word in that is balance. And it's important to to keep everything balanced out. Yeah, I totally relate to this right now. I'm, I'm deciding if I should share. Yeah, it's not that vulnerable. I'll take it out if it is. But um, I just recently decided to go off of hormonal birth control for the first time in like 19 years. And that is an entirely new, and I know this came very, I mean, it came like right at the eclipse, like the cancer eclipse. It was just kind of perfect. Like, okay, we're, you're done with this. And like, but now it's this time of like figuring out 
yeah, hormone balance, my body and, and the cycle, like getting in tune with that again, because before, I mean, like with a lot of things, you're right. Like with women's health, it's so clinical. I mean, that's, that's like a duh statement, but it's just very clinical when you approach it, when you just go to the doctor and you ask for solutions, because I did actually, I, I had to basically ask my community about different options for tracking cycles and natural birth control, which I got tons. I was so like overwhelmed with the, apparently I'm late to the game because <laughs> most people, especially like younger, it, it seems like a lot of younger um, women are doing, trying to do this more naturally without hormonal birth control. Um, so I got lots of resources, so much more than I got from the doctor. With the doctor, I was like, I don't want to be taking hormones anymore, but I don't want to get pregnant. Like that sounds very like a normal natural question to ask, but she had nothing for me. Meanwhile, and I've actually been reading more about this, um, in, in this excellent book that I got about that disconnect with, again, the medical industry and, you know, the woman's like natural cycle. And one of the thing, you know, one of the reasons that it is suppressed, like many other things, like you said, is because it's completely free to, you know, track your own cycles and take care of your own fertility or whatever. But yeah, that it's been extremely eye-opening and something that I think that, yeah, if you don't go looking for it, you're very disconnected from it and from your own body and from your own like life force as a woman. So that's, that really rings true. I'm, I'm really happy that you're wanting to, to go into that. What inspired you to? Well, like I said earlier, you know, a lot of female friends of mine yeah. uh, and, and even my sister, they all have the same story when they go to their gynecologist for their physical or whatever issues that come up. And uh, I use this example often in the origin of why I wanted to go into this industry. But my sister, who had thyroid cancer, she worked in the in the healthcare industry. She was a nurse, so she went to uh, her gynecologist, uh, which was also like her primary care doctor, and said something is wrong with my thyroid. I'm having symptoms of X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. It's completely characteristic and correlates to a thyroid condition. And he refused to test her thyroid and prescribed her an antidepressant. And Ooh. that was, that's the standard approach. And, and that's, unfortunately, that's not the, she's not the only story that she yeah. heard that with, and, oh. with their, their doctor. And so she went back and refused to get the, the antidepressant prescribed or filled because she knew that wasn't uh, the, the cure for what she was going through. And so then she, you know, insisted that he test her thyroid. He did again with that very routine thyroid. He was like, your thyroid's perfect. So she ended up changing doctors and still it was pulling teeth with uh, the new doctor to get, you know, proper imaging and stuff of, of her thyroid. Um, and then that's when they found the nodules and then they realized she had Hashimoto's and that caused a very difficult pregnancy for her. But mm. unbeknownst to her, she didn't realize she had an autoimmune condition. But had her doctor been able to find that, she may still have her thyroid and, you know, had a very easy pregnancy. But, you know, that's why I was saying it's very important to uncover those conditions early on. And, you know, I mean, it, it may seem like 
you know, a lot of unnecessary tests that you're ordering in the beginning, but a, a lot of them are a one-time test. I mean, you get tested for an autoimmune condition, you get screened for it, and, you know, you don't really, unless symptoms come up, you don't need to cross that bridge again. So a lot of the preliminary tests are really one-time, just to kind of give a baseline of what you're working with in your own body. Um, and mm-hmm. so while it might seem a little uh, overkill to order all the extra stuff, finding those things out at a very early age can, you know, in some cases be life-saving. Yeah, I feel like the information about feminine health basically is has been very suppressed, you know, not to go negative with it, but um, yeah, like I said, I feel like you have to go looking for it and you have to yeah. like really have the intu- the intuition or the guidance to be like, hey, no, this isn't to know. And that's the key with women is we feel it. You know, most of us, we feel it in our body. Like you, mm-hmm. you, we have this, this knowing that is so natural and instinctual that, yeah, especially from a young age, like we're not really taught to listen to that. The whole reason I got, I was put on birth control so early is because, you know, I, it sounded great at the time <laughs> because yeah. I was like, no period. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, my, my, my periods were like really terrible, uh, really difficult to, um, to deal with. And it, it felt like at the time it was, yeah, like giving me a prescription to shut me up, not shut me up, but like take mm-hmm. care of the problem with, with air quotes. Um, so yeah, that's, that's something I feel like is emerging now, especially like as, you know, the divine feminine energy is reemerging. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that, you know, I can see that there's going to be more attention and awakening paid to the, the cycle and the biology of, of the woman's body, woman's body. You would think that coming from like say a female gynecologist they would be a little more empathetic uh, with the patient and I've come to find you know just from hearing from other other women they're not they're the same as any other doctor it's not like there's empathy when it comes to you know period issues menstruation problems from a young age is not uncommon it's extremely common and however the the common response is maybe you're just a little more sensitive than other women. Mm. And maybe you should just Maybe you're be hysterical, little... Margaret. Margaret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's like that's the that's the explanation is you're just more sensitive to pain than, you know, your your sister or girlfriend. And I, I hate that. And sometimes, you know, with traditional doctors, you sometimes they're distracted especially i know a couple that are affiliated with multi-level marketing supplement companies and you can see where their their true um time and energy is being focused into and you know me i hate multi-level marketing uh, it, it's I, I i don't like it's great for people that it works for i don't have the personality for it when i say i i hate multi-level marketing i hate being the one that has to to do it. It's not for me. Um, you know, I sell skincare that's on a multi-level marketing program, but there's a full backstory to why, why I'm involved with them and and how it's not your traditional MLM. But, you know, I've seen, especially even in the, the health coach world and the doctor world, you know, and even sometimes in the naturopath world, you see that they get kind of 
busy with what their other aspect is. If it's a multi-level marketing for, you know, a supplement or they're selling, you know, supplements and stuff, you, you can just kind of weed out who has a true passion for healing and who's really wanting to do it for the money. And I mean, profit's not a bad word. Making yeah. money is not a bad, I mean, that's why we're all doing what we do, you know, but I personally would want to work with someone who's clearly passionate about making someone help themselves. Kind of yeah. thing. So. Cause that's what I feel. That's where I feel like things are going. And this is one of the universal laws that when you, when you do follow your guidance and your passion and you, and you embody your, your genius or your natural inclinations, it, especially to be of service to yourself and to others, the profit comes like the, the living comes and it does it. I think that where we went, where we kind of sidestepped for many centuries is to really focus on profit only at like focus on the end and not just on the enrichment of each other and society, because yeah, the profit's going to come from that as long as you're embodying what your you know purpose or what you're here to do is, I feel. Well, my dear, um, if people want to uh, follow, get in touch with you, connect with you online, what's the best way they can do that? Yeah, my website, uh, my business is My Sacred Life. My website is mysacred-life.com. I'm still trying to get the domain of my sacred life. I let it expire one time and <laughs> now I'm stuck with the hyphen in it, which makes mm -hmm. it challenging. But yeah, my sacred dash life.com. Uh, I'm um, on social media, mostly with Instagram. Cool. Definitely reach out. I do free consults for everyone uh, to figure out, you know, what we're working with and what the best direction is to go from there. Are you able to do this uh, remotely? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't. That's my main intention is to be able to do it remotely. I mean, yeah, 2019, that's, that's the best way to do it. Yeah, exactly. All right, my friend. Well, thank you for joining us and good luck with your training and good luck with the rest of your entrepreneurial journey. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for having me. This was a conversation that opened up so many pathways for me around wellness and trusting my own intuition to be a major player in my entrepreneurial journey. To connect with Kurt online, you can find all his links in the show notes for this transmission. If you find conversations like this helpful and inspiring, be sure and subscribe in your favorite podcast app and remember to head over to patreon.com slash liberate yourself to find out more about the benefits of becoming a supporter. Thanks for listening, everyone, and take care out there.